Hey everybody, this is the Well Laid Plate. Food to get you laid. Hosted by me, Josh. And me, Vic. Today's episode, we will be talking about not-so-sexy dates with very sexy skewers. We're making Skewer U2 oven-baked Tuscan skewers. So, Vic, how you been? I've been great. How about you? Good. Um, listeners, Vic and I have been actively avoiding talking to each other on the phone, so we can give more to you. <laughs> so, what did you do this week? Everything. Ooh, do tell. All right. Well, you've heard, um, you've heard the story since we uh, since we bought our house. Yes. And uh, I have a, a personal a mantra or like a theory how of what home ownership is actually like. Once you work so long to actually get one and. Then you have it, and then the the real the real shit happens. <laughs> and I've decided that owning a house is a war made out of battles, <laughs> and you don't win them all. All I can think about is the Tom Hanks movie Money Pit right at this moment. It is like that. We fixed we fixed HVAC problems, plumbing problems, structural problems. And my project this week is pressure washing the entire house because we are going to be painting every house on our street is fucking buttercup yellow there's eight there's eight yellow houses on our street Vic. it's awful well sounds happy it is but it's like a dreary sad yellow oh not so gay right it's definitely not gay we have i mean we have the rainbow flag flying on the front of the house of course <laughs> but the neighborhood not so much yeah good people bad color choices <laughs> so we've um i've selected a color it's pistachio it's like a retro pistachio. Very nice. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be posting some of that fuckery to social media maybe once it's done. So how do, how does that affect your sex life? Pressure washing? Yes. It's not great. <laughs> well, maybe we can make it better today. <laughs> <laughs> um, other things new in my life. Let's see. Uh, oh, we got a fish. Our fish died, remember? Oh, yeah. T- was that tuna? Tuna or Tim or one of those. Okay. So, so we, we always have a, a beta fish in like a nice tank with plants in it and everything. It's like a palace for a fish. Basically, it's a giant decoration I keep next to my bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's all for one fish and a snail. Those are the only things that live in it other than the plants. And this fish, um, we, um, I have a story for you about uh, fish guilt. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so we were in the, the, the pet store looking at the beta fish and there's one that we thought looked okay. So we picked him up, and my partner Ryan, he's telling the clerk, he's like, oh, can we get this one bagged up? This will be a great fish for us. Our, our last one just passed away. Now I have a few problems with that statement. <laughs> fish don't pass away. They die. <laughs> Secondly, it did not just die. It died like four months ago. The tank got nasty before we fixed it. <laughs> oh, no. Once there, was, once there was no longer a fish in it, we didn't see the point of keeping up with it, you know? We need a snail to be fine. Snails can look in garbage. They're fine. <laughs> so I say I look at the clerk and I say no don't listen to him then I look at him and I point to him and say no fish guilt because we had the fish four fucking years it had a good run yeah that's a long time for a fish exactly it died of old age like it's it just stopped living one day <laughs> it gave up man yeah so I was like no fish guilt no thank you so anyway we got a new fish and his name is Todd Todd everybody needs a Todd yeah because you can blame it on a Todd. You just say, oh, it's Todd's fault. But, so anything new with you this week? Uh, well, I just had a birthday come and go. <laughs> How many birthdays has it been? Uh, I will never tell. 
I'm definitely in my 30s. I'll just leave it there. However, it was it was an interesting birthday. I don't know how many people uh, have any type of social anxiety whatsoever, but that is something that you don't need to drink seven shots of whiskey with. <laughs> you, Did you fall down and go boom? Uh, probably. <laughs> However, I do want to thank all of my peeps that came out that night. It was a good special night and uh, for my family and friends to put up with my, what I thought was awesome glory of celebrating my birthday. So I do uh, am appreciative for that. Now I will say uh, there are some really good restaurants here in Dallas. Um, we had some sushi and deep alum. And then we also moseyed on down to a dessert place that was amazing too. So definitely check out Deep Sushi, a uh, shout out to them. Um, it was amazing. And I wish I could actually do an episode soon about sushi. I think we should probably put that together on later episodes when we have more experienced cooks in our lives. What do you think? I think we can probably learn how to make sushi. We have a really, we each have a really nice set of knives. So that's, we have that, we need bamboo mats, we need saran wrap. And then, of course, decent sushi rice, which I am, I'm, I make the worst rice you'll ever have. I'm so bad at making rice. But my partner, <laughs> who does not cook most of the meals, I cook most of the meals, he makes great rice, and I don't know how, just ignores it. Yeah. Where it turns out. Just don't make it in front of Todd. You're next. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> so, today we are going to be talking about skewers and also not so sexy dates. Have you ever had a not so sexy date before? I personally have thought of two different experiences to bring up to you, and another that my friend phoned in to me to bring oh, to as well. Nice. Well, maybe uh, just briefly, the recipe for the skewer, it's called Skewer U2. You know, you can even put your middle finger up for it just for fun. Um, but it, I decided to go with chicken tenderloins. They're already cut. They're obviously the chicken tenders in the uh, poultry section of your grocery store. Um, also, there's a small can of tomato paste you can pick up in the either the sauces areas or the veg canned vegetable areas. Obviously, extra virgin olive oil is the best, so I threw that in there with dried oregano, basil, and parsley. Um, on our website, there's going to be where it says S and P T T. That means salt and pepper to taste. Everybody has a different uh, taste or appetite for salt and pepper, so definitely do it to your liking. Um, one, one large red onion, three bell peppers. I like the three bell peppers that have the different colors. It just makes it prettier, but you, you don't have to do the three different colors if you want to do, just stick with green or yellow or red. Also one baguette, similar to the steak and fellatio episode that we did, our first episode. And then two tablespoons of butter. I know that sounds like a lot. However, we are butter people, aren't we, Josh? I'd say that's barely enough butter. <laughs> Um, so a little bit about skewers. I don't know how many people have worked with that before, but um, if you use wooden skewers, definitely soak them in water for about 20 minutes at the least. Um, metal skewers are good too, but what I like about wooden skewers is that you can kind of feed each other after they're done and it won't burn the hell out of your mouth. Um, that's a good, good plan there. What do you think, Josh? What's your opinion on that? I think that's great. I was actually, um, I actually almost made skewered shrimp last night. Oh. And realized, yeah, and they were delicious. However, I realized as the shrimp were marinated and ready to go on the grill that I had not soaked any of my wood 
the skewers. Oh man. It was fine. I have grill mats, like the nonstick grill mats. So I threw one of those in the grill and threw everything on that. So I just tossed it around with tongs in it and put it on skewers. Very cool. Also, if you don't have any grill mats, I have in my past used just foil. You can do that. Um, but grill mats are awesome. I'm sure we can find a link for a non-labeled uh, grill mat and place it yeah. on our website too. Yeah. And for your recipe, you're not using the skewers so much as a way to cook them more easily. You're using the skewers as a way to serve them more beautifully, right? Exactly. It's more okay. of a show piece on this one. Um, so these are oven baked. You can use your grill if you want, uh, but for people who maybe are living in an apartment or condo and don't have a grill, you know, on their balcony, um, you, you can use your oven. I did 400 degrees Fahrenheit, after, you know, while the skewers are soaking. I combined all of the flavors together with the chicken, put it in uh, the refrigerator for about 20 to 30 minutes just to let it marinate a little bit. Now when you're cutting the chicken, just to go back a little bit, just cut it three times. Like you have your tenders, you have your tenders in front of you, you can just do two cuts making three cubed pieces. Very easy, very simple. And honestly, if you don't want to cut them, you don't have to, or you can just do one cut and have two pieces. It's really up to you and where your knife skills are. And I noticed in your recipe, you're actually marinating in a, in a, a Ziploc bag. Yes, when you put them in the Ziploc bag with all the rest, all, all the rest of the ingredients, olive oil, herbs, salt, pepper, soften the butter. You can just throw it in the microwave for 10 seconds. And then the garlic, cloves, if you'd like. Um, I don't want anybody to use too much garlic, even though all my friends and family know that I use garlic a ton in all my recipes, just because when you want to kiss somebody, you don't want your breath to reek of garlic necessarily. That's also why I threw the parsley in, because parsley is actually good for bad breath. Something I will say though about date food is that garlic, I think you can, you can garlic something with wild abandon if you are full eating it. Oh, good point is you can't taste garlic on someone else's mouth when yours is already full of garlic. <laughs> very true, very true. And you can also, you know, maybe... That's something to keep in mind if you are, um, if you're at a restaurant dining out and one of you has a bunch of garlic and the other does not. Same with onions. <laughs> yes, yes. I have heard on a side note, uh, for different uh, celebrity functions when they're eating dinner a lot of people request not to have their food to have onion or garlic because they're speaking to people all night so they're very aware of not having that in there but i do agree with josh too if everybody's having it you know if you can't beat it join it right yeah and i think a meal without both of those sounds really sad oh yeah garlic is amazing and it's really good it's actually uh, good for a lot of things for your body so once you have all the ingredients in the Ziploc bag, you just go ahead and massage the ingredients around the bag, mixing and marinating the chicken, place in the fridge, then go ahead and start cutting your baguette and then also your uh, bell peppers and onions. Now I like to put everything on a different skewer. You can put the peppers and onions along with the chicken, but this also gives people an option of how much of what they want on their plate. So they don't have to have every piece of you know, um, onion or bell pepper along with the chicken on their plate. So how would you plate it? Would you plate it individually or family style? I always did family style, especially for a date. I think it would be very charming to do family style so you can guys can feed each other and you can talk about the food. Also just gives you an intimate moment to kind of serve each other and it just takes it to a whole nother level in my opinion. I like that. How do you handle the bread situation for this one? So it's very similar, like I said, to the steak inflatio um, 
episode one that we did when we were cutting the bread. You can either do it on a bias or you can do um, meaning sideways. Um, try to do the bread when you're cutting in a little bit more thick pieces because you just want to make sure that they stay on the skewer when you're putting them in there. Um, so the chicken and the vegetables take about 15 to 20 minutes. What I do is I put the bread in about one to two minutes when that's left on the timer because obviously you don't want to burn the bread. Yeah, and I would say if someone was using chicken breast chunks, it's they, they might want to start the chicken sooner. Yes, they can. When I did it, because you're using the chicken tenders, um, they cook- They cook for, very fast. Yeah they, yeah, they cook very, very fast with the vegetables, so the timing on that is pretty good. You can also temp your chicken out. Um, I believe a lot of people want it to have a, want it to be at least 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, Josh, but I believe that's the correct- um, It's 165 for chicken. Right. Okay. I actually, I actually bought a instant read uh, stick-in meat thermometer for the first time for Thanksgiving this year. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing to have. Yeah, well, I used to have the ones with the dial on them, mm -hmm. and I'd only, I would only bring them out for Thanksgiving, just <laughs> for the turkey, because the rest, because you and I, we've been cooking for so long, we're just like, oh, is it good? It's fine. Great. Like, <laughs> hope you don't die, but we've worked in kitchens where we actually tempt things, so like, in our home cooking, we, we don't. But I, I bought one. I did. I bought it because I knew uh, I was doing something different with the Thanksgiving turkey this year. So I bought one just in case. And of course, it did not ship until Thanksgiving. So I didn't have it. Luckily, my mother-in-law brought one. Oh, man. I, I called her like right before they left the house. I said, please bring me a thermometer. So, because I was doing something weird and different with the turkey. So she brought one. But then the, the day after Thanksgiving, of course, the thermometer showed up. <laughs> and I actually, I actually got to use it for the first time. A couple weeks ago, I was deep frying something in a Dutch oven, and I stuck in the candy thermometer, and I was like, is this accurate? I don't know. So I stuck in the instant read, and it turns out, yes, my candy thermometer is just fine. I'm really proud of it. It's fine. But then I actually got to use it um, a few days ago. I was making giant, like a like a bucket of soup. I was making like, like three gallons of soup, and I was poaching the chicken breasts in the soup. Nice. And I, I needed to make sure that they were reaching temp, because if you're if you're poaching chicken in the soup, it doesn't reach temp. The whole vat of soup is poison. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, so I temped like three or five like different like points in the pot to make sure everything was at least 165 before I took the chicken out, cut it, and threw it back in. For some reason, you talking about mother-in-laws and large vats of poison soup. I feel like this is turning Disney really fast. Very quickly. That's <laughs> yes. That's a story for a different episode when we bring out the poison apples. <laughs> awesome. Um, I do recommend also to um, use the rest of the butter to butter the bread before you put it in. It just tastes a lot better. Uh, oh, definitely. Tastes a lot better. Get it? Haha. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I think this is something that's going to be really uh, nice for each other. You know, you can either serve them over my, maybe a bed of greens. Um, you can even do like a hot kale, like toss some kale with some garlic in a pan, maybe throw some Caesar dressing in the pan with it, or you can serve them as a hors d'oeuvre, if you will, or, you know, obviously hors d'oeuvres. But um, this is kind of like, just like I said, a sexy thing. You can feed each other, um, obviously make sure the skewers are cool so you don't burn each other's mouths. Other than that, that is what the recipe is for this week. Skewer, you too. I like it. It's actually not that dissimilar to my chicken kebab recipes. I think it'll, a lot of people will be able to do it, even if they have never made skewers or kebabs before. And I like that you 
they paired it in a way that they will not need to have a grill to do it. Yeah. So many times you think you can't do food because you don't have certain uh, cooking supplies or um, even, you know, I'm always aching or belly aching about how I want a smoker so bad, but you know, hashtag apartment living, you cannot use a smoker on your porch. <laughs> not. Well, in most states, at least not legally. <laughs> so liquid. You can, just not legally. <laughs> so a little liquid smoke goes a long way for that episode. Exactly. <laughs> so going back to the not so sexy dates, do you have any memories of just wanting to make just flee the situation when you're out with someone yes i wanted to start with my friend tara's uh what she considers her worst date which i don't think is that bad considering how bad some dates go <laughs> <clears throat> so my friend tara i was speaking to her earlier today and i was like I, before we recorded i was like um, what's your worst date and she had an answer immediately oh no yeah she said it was the silent man oh like strong silent type just silent <laughs> and she, it was she went on a second date with this man at a restaurant she, she, she saw this man twice and apparently he only provided yes and no answers mm -hmm. he had no conversation game oh and once you're past like your your slutty 20s you're back in you're into, like your more serious 20s mm -hmm. you actually want to talk to someone before you have sex with them yeah yeah and he he wasn't on that level <laughs> um, so I think he was at, I think he might have been looking for an easier lay, perhaps. Do you think that maybe he there was a I mean, I don't know if this is ethically correct or anything, but um or politically correct. Was there a language barrier, you think? Could do you think that he was speaking he understood what she was saying? They both had a full grasp of the English language. <laughs> okay. We just want to check that one off our list, you know. Yeah, no, they were fine. It just uh, that was just her bad date. And as far as bad dates go, I think, I mean, she got him out of her life before there was even any penetration. So I consider that a win. Yeah, that's a W. A W is a W. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> as far as bad dates for me, I immediately thought of two. One of them was uh, the cuddler. Oh. This guy, he only wanted to cuddle and maybe make out a little bit. However. <laughs> This guy in college, he was um he was maybe five foot two, and I'm five ten, five nine, five ten, something like that. And when I uh, I personally, in, when I was younger, I enjoyed a shorter man than myself. So it was difficult for me personally because I like the idea of consent, you know? Yeah. And consent, consent is sexy. Yeah, yeah. And when 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 you're, this probably happens to a lot of straight guys. When you're in bed with someone much smaller than you. You want to feel like they want it or you don't feel like performing because you don't want to hurt them or you know have something misconstrued right so it just led to lots of cuddling oh, okay and it was kind of sad and my second well story, real quick question about the cuddler was he the big spoon <laughs> <laughs> no okay no. i didn't know if it was a confusion with which who was which spoon <laughs> I would say in my life I am 90, 90 to ninety five percent the big spoon in all situations. Oh yeah, I just had in my head a five two man big spooning a five ten man, you know, which would be I'm even sure, better. Well, I'm sure it's adorable. <laughs> it's never happened to me. I'm sure it looks somewhat like a chihuahua humping someone's leg. 
little bit, but <laughs> unfortunately it wasn't that sex. I mean, he was sexy, but unfortunately the situation was not sexy. It also made me think immediately of my second uh, bad date. I say that's more, it was more like multiple dates in this situation. It was um, I call him the ex ho. He used oh. to be a ho. Mm-hmm. Like he he used to be much more around the block. So his deal was that he didn't want to have sex a lot because he's like, no, I did all that. Like I'm good. Like you want to have sex, great, do something. It was weird because it was a lazy. Mm-hmm. So, so it showed that he didn't actually wasn't that interested in me. Which in retrospect. That's a red flag, right? Yeah, hi- hi- hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Yeah, yeah, I deserve better than that. I want, I deserve someone who actually wants to, you know, have sex with me. So, <laughs> he was the ex-ho. So he wanted to do absolutely nothing sexually, but wanted to talk forever. Forever and ever and ever. Oh, so, lord. Yeah, and that was back in, what was that, like, 22 or 23? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so those are my, my two worst experiences I can think of, which... I've heard a lot of people's stories about very, very bad dates, and I, I think, I think myself and my friend Tara got off easy. How about you? So one that comes to mind would be, I went out on a date with this guy. We were deciding to go to a movie. He had just got off work, and he shows up just completely stoned. I mean, I'm talking Cheech and Chong. He was just like reeked of it. His eyes were huge, dilated. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. We live at a beach town. Not too worried about it. So we go up to the concession stand just like everyone else does and instead of him being like yeah i just want popcorn and a, and a drink he decides to get like a large popcorn large drink a hot dog some skittles like the list just keeps going on clearly he had the munchies which is also fine but you know i'm carrying tons of food for him following him in the wrong direction to the wrong movie theater where we had to turn around and find the movie theater. <laughs> the, the... So, you, so, you, turn, you, so you, you basically turn into his trip center? <laughs> I was definitely babysitting. So Was this from an app? Like, did you no. find this guy on an app? No. no. It was like through a friend? We actually went to, uh, we went to school together. And uh, yeah, so, and then many years later, you know, I, I kind of stayed in contact with a lot of cooks there were in the area and chefs that were in the area because I was also in the restaurant industry and uh, we played poker and did the whole nine yards as far as like uh, just keeping kind of a close, you know, what's, what's going on now kind of thing. So yeah, so that's how, (laughs) so I'm following him, you know, to let's just say theater nine and we're supposed to be going to theater four. No big deal. Right. I'm pretty patient at this point. So then we get into the movie theater and I'm like, you know, previews, whatever. A little bit goes by, not even like 20 minutes into the movie. I look over, you know, his bag of Skittles is just like falling all over the floor and he's just out, just asleep. I'm like, all right, whatever, nice movie, I'll just finish it. So at the end of the day, just to fast forward, <laughs> we go outside. Not only does this man say, I'm hungry. And I'm like, okay, we'll go get something for you. He goes, no, I'm Again? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And he goes, I'm hungry. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll go I'll go get something with you. He goes, no, I'm just going to go home. And I was like, okay. He gives me a church hug. I don't know if our viewers know what a church hug is, but let me just... The one-armed The one-armed hug. side body hug with a pat. I'm guilty of it sometimes because I walk into a lot of people's houses bringing them food. So I have one arm full. <laughs> But on a date that is never acceptable, they deserve full frontal contact. Yes, please do not do church hugs to people. 
So right after the church hug, I'm like, I can't believe this guy. So I get in my car and I'm stuck at the red light. I literally see his car pulling into Panda Express, ordering food to go home and get stoned again and eat it. <laughs> so that was my first like really kind of date for sure. Some, well, sometimes they're into you, sometimes they're into Bob. <laughs> yeah. What I find hilarious about all of the stories you talked about is that none of them involve actual sex. Oh yeah, none of them. None of them. The sex was not the problem. It just it was never had. Yes, yes. See, I have a theory. My partner has a theory that sex is like pizza. Even bad pizza is still pizza. Oh, interesting. Like bad sex is still sex. But what makes bad pizza? That's what you. That's the real philosophical question there. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we de we're definitely going to have to do some pizza episodes. <laughs> yes, so for all of you who have not have had not-so-sexy dates, try another one, try another person, try a new recipe, try the skewer you two, see how it goes, and, you know, either treat it like a pizza, any pizza's good pizza, or just know that you want to have a conversation if they're not kick their butt out. Skewer you two. <laughs> yeah. Well, and definitely, if you've had terrible first dates, reach us on our socials and tell us about it. We, we will read them. Yes, we want to know. Out, out loud to the rest of you, so we can all be embarrassed for you. <laughs> exactly. Okay, good. Yeah, that's good. So I, I wanted to start a new, a new little bit every episode called The Yard Update. It's like shenanigans and shit that keeps happening in my yard. Nice. Then we can go with... Yeah, and then you'll have your, uh, your your balcony update. Oh yes, for sure. That's where you're that's where you're that's where you're attempting to make life happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for my yard update, um, uh, growing food in Florida is awful. It's very hard. It's no, nothing like growing food uh, in the Midwest where I'm from. Everything is trying to kill you. Everything's trying to kill your food. <laughs> uh, since moving to Florida, I've had I don't know ten or twelve tomato plants uh, right now I have seven so that's half of them and I've gotten one tomato and it's okay it's a decent tomato and um, so I'm, I, I figured out though that I am apparently the citrus whisperer oh yeah we have a key lime tree that used to live in our balcony before we bought the house and it's now actually in the yard and it's doing amazingly it actually gave us actual fruit this year it's delicious oh <gasps> yeah and they're act they actually taste like they're supposed to taste and then uh, Ryan picked up a, we call it the garbage lemon. It's a, it was a rescue, you know, adopt on shop. <laughs> yeah, so it was from the clearance rack at Lowe's, I think. And he brings this sad looking thing over. He's like, I brought you citrus. Like all proud. He's such a, like, Charlie Brown kind of guy. I know, he's so proud of it. And it turns out it act, we put it in a decent pot, decent soil, fertilized it, and it's, it's actually, it's actually making lemons as we speak. There's probably like 20 lemons on it. Oh man, go Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So that made me think, since we have two successful citruses, it made me think that maybe I could do a little better. So I thought of, like, what would save us the most money citrus-wise? And I go through a shit ton of lemons every week because I love lemon. But more expensive is this citrus that we found called pomelo. Oh, love pomelo. Yeah. It's originally from Thailand, I believe. And it's not a hybrid or anything. It's just, it's just, it's a pomelo. That's all it is. 
and it's like the size of it's bigger than a grapefruit. Sometimes it's like as big as your head, mm -hmm. and it it's pink inside, green or yellow on the outside, and it tastes kind of like a grapefruit that's already been dipped in sugar. Yeah, to me, it has always tasted like pink lemonade, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So what we did was last time we had one. Uh, points a few times ago that we had one. We saved the seeds and I planted them and all 20 seeds germinated so now I have a nursery full of pomelo babies. <gasps> I'm excited. Yeah they're actually succeeding this is, because apparently it's the only type of food I can grow in Florida. I can't grow anything that actually has calories. It's just citrus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well you got a lot of vitamin C there then. Yeah, yeah at least I got that going for me. <laughs> anything new on your balcony? Well, um, I had planted, okay, so I had this brilliant idea, which I, you know, may, may or may not be not so brilliant. Um, I figured, you know, if weeds and things can grow in between concrete, then by golly, I can grow on my balcony. So I had been growing, so far what's actually survived has been butter lettuce, spinach, and romaine. I have... Oh, that reminds me. I um, I actually ordered seeds for rainbow chard. Oh, cool. Yeah, apparently they can survive in Florida all year, but I'll let you know. Anyway, Yes, please do so. So these plants, these lettuce, have actually survived uh, four tornadoes that have been within six miles of my apartment. Snow, um, <laughs> 120 degree heat, and also 29 degree cold. So I am a firm believer that I can grow lettuce on my balcony in Texas. I think you'll get there. Yeah. Have you been, have you been able to eat any of it yet? Um, I'm just waiting right now. It's more of like an observation type of thing for me right now. I'm also going to start growing. My whole thing is I want to grow everything that's edible. The only thing that I haven't grown that's, uh, or that I have grown that's not edible is the hibiscus. They're pretty, you know, it's just nice to look at. I have at least eight hibiscuses in my yard. I wonder if, like, plural of hibiscus is, like, hibiscus. I'd have to ask them personally. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they identify. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been fun. It's definitely a new adventure. And I'll post some pictures on our uh, Facebook, too. And I think Josh will probably go ahead and upload some pictures, hopefully, of his pomelos. They're adorable. So lastly, Vic, uh, what you cooking tonight? I am going to be sampling for our next episode. I'm going to be doing some things with different pastas and kind of seeing what is the sexier dish for a pasta dish that's also easy for our viewers, our listeners. Cool. Um, I forgot to tell you earlier that uh, Ryan and I actually, some listeners, this is the first you're hearing this from me. I actually make pasta from scratch a lot because it's fun and when you have people over and it's like a social lubricant. Like, yeah, you can be drinking, but you can also be doing a task together. It's kind of like board games or like playing poker or something. Like, it's a way to make people talk because you're making pasta, fresh pasta together and it, it makes people happy. Two nights ago, three nights ago, we, Ryan and I made a cannellini pasta from scratch with semolina flour and just our hands, and it was delicious. So in the vein of pasta, that's that's my recent pasta experience. Yeah. Uh, t yeah, tonight I'm doing a, uh, it's like a chicken roll-up. I'm gonna smash some chicken really flat and 
gonna throw some rosemary and some cheese and some uh, some pan seared shallots in it. I'm gonna roll that up. I might flour it and season it, and then I'm gonna bake that, and that'll be alongside some roasted zucchini and large pearl couscous with it. That sounds really good. I think also um, I was playing around with some, I know that pasta and quinoa do not necessarily go together, but I was going to do a test of quinoa as well. So for our future episodes, we can kind of see which one is the best. I believe I have the artichoke, um, an artichoke cheese quinoa that I might be testing out. Um, kind of like a spinach artichoke um, dip, but it's going to be with quinoa. And then you can, you, yeah, cool. you can cook it, have it for lunch the next day, not feel so guilty. Obviously, first of the year, we're kind of all on, you know, a correctional diet. So. We're all on, we're all on carb watch <laughs> right now. Yeah. So Vic, what are you making for us next week? I will be making your no angel hair pasta. Until next week, everybody. Thanks for listening in. To the well-laid plate. Food to get you laid. Oh, we're explicit? I like it.